You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Google Podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Alexa, Stitcher, any of the the weird kind of smart speakers, any smartphone device you may have, and of course, Spotify. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at NolaJake on Twitter. Here with you all on this Friday. It's a Friday. We got to have some fun because the Pelicans are kicking off preseason this weekend as they travel up to Chicago to take on the Bulls. We'll touch on preseason. It's still preseason. We got to look at it a little bit, particularly with this truncated schedule for the Pelicans. We'll also with a recent announcement, talk about how you can actually watch all of these, and that's new for the first time this year. But the best part of this podcast is going to come up in the second half of it, and I've got an interview with Pelicans guard Darius Morris. He's going to give us some insight into what's going on in training camp. We also have a fun connection we talk about, and his other connections to players on this roster, as well as what it's like playing overseas. And now this guy was awesome, and I'm rooting hard for him to make the team. So stay tuned for that. So we got the interview with Darius and some other things we got to get through first, so let's just dive right on into everything in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. Preseason is upon us, and this is awesome. We're getting some on-court basketball stuff that's not just people shooting threes in training camp after practices. Real games that while real, still don't matter, but they're still worth looking at. So we're going to touch on this really quickly here again before the interview with Darius Morris. The Pelicans against the Bulls Sunday, of course, at 6 p.m., and then they've got a back-to-back going right over to Atlanta playing the Hawks. That's not ideal, a back-to-back in preseason. And because of this, the Pelicans have said they're not really going to play Drew Holiday, Anthony Davis, heavy minutes in, in some of these games, or maybe at all in the latter part or in the second part of preseason games, they might just kind of play in one of these. So we'll figure out how it goes. But then there's another back-to-back coming up later in the week as well, where on Wednesday the 10th, the Pelicans play at Miami before coming back home to play the Raptors on that Thursday. Not ideal with two back-to-backs in their six preseason games, but hey, what can not six, sorry, five preseason games. So what can you do? This will mean other guys really get a chance. And for the Pelicans having this open competition for a lot of roster spots here in New Orleans, this is maybe better. You know Anthony Davis is going to do well. You know Drew Holiday's going to do well. Do you really need to see them out there a whole lot? We've seen maybe a shift in the NFL preseason where guys just aren't playing at all. The Rams were doing it this past year. And maybe that's kind of the new norm and it just gives burn to some of these other guys. But the Pelicans still are trying to integrate two new pieces in Alfred Payton and Julius Randle. So you have to figure, at least in some of those games, they will play heavy minutes trying to figure out what lineups work. When they run that three big lineup, who are the two guards that are going to play alongside them as well? All of that is going to be really important. So we are, even though it's preseason, it doesn't quite matter, looking at some roster combinations, looking at some lineups, looking at some rotations, and how all of those work. Now, if you want to watch all of this in years past, You just haven't been able to, but the Pelicans announced today that you are going to be able to watch this, and they've announced that the team's preseason schedule, their games against Atlanta, New York, Miami, Toronto, the home game there, will all be available for fans to watch by visiting pelicans.com slash live or the Pelicans mobile app. 
It's going to be limited to people within a 75-mile radius of the Smoothie King Center. Those are per NBA broadcast rules. But look, you're going to be able to watch this team in preseason, which hasn't really ever been the case before, at least watching it on TV or a device or screen of some kind. So I think that's pretty cool. The game at on Sunday at Chicago is going to be on NBA TV, so you can all catch that one. And the rest of them, as long as you're close to New Orleans, you'll be able to watch it. So I think that's a pretty cool thing. It's nice that the NBA is kind of getting into the streaming stuff, which then leads into something else, which I'll mention quickly here. And that's they're going to start charging for portions of games. If you, all of a sudden the Pelicans are in a close game, you can spend a dollar ninety nine. I think through League Pass. I'm not sure. I haven't read all of that just to watch the fourth quarter or the final five minutes of the game goes kind of against things they've been saying a lot of people who don't really watch the NBA always say hey look we only need to watch the final two minutes of the game to know what happens and the NBA's pushed back against that we've pushed back against that I've pushed back against that and now the NBA is going to charge you best basically to watch the final two minutes what kind of plays into that narrative but still look more options to watch NBA basketball in your favorite team the Pelicans than ever before which when we look at it that way only a good thing so before we get to the interview with Darius Morris, don't forget the Locked On NBA podcast never went away, has been here all summer long getting you through those times where there's no basketball on the courts. But we're back, and we're back with you all every single day. Locked On NBA is your daily national NBA podcast. Every Monday, get the local experts on the biggest stories, and then stay with Locked On NBA all week long with daily 30 minutes on everything going on around the association. Follow for free on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell your smart speaker to play podcast Locked On NBA. And don't forget, I co-host the Wednesday edition there once a week, so make sure you tune in to the Locked On NBA podcast. Joining me now on the Locked On Pelicans podcast, I've got Pelicans guard Darius Morris. Darius, thank you for taking some time with me today, man. Uh, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Of course. So, you, you're you're kind of new to the team in the city and everything. Have you kind of gotten settled here in New Orleans so far? Um, how long have you been in town for? Man, uh, I came, uh, I want to say late August. Uh, when I came and I uh, was just working out with the team. And uh, after I signed, I signed probably about a week later. Uh, I've been in and out of town ever since. Uh, mostly just going back to L.A. on the weekends. But I've uh, been in New Orleans uh, for you know, working out with the team before training camp. Uh, so I've been here for, for, for a little bit over a month. For Yeah, so about a month. Good bit of time there. How, are, so those workouts and everything ahead of time, ahead of training camp and all of that, very beneficial to be working out with the players? Is it for developing chemistry? You know, what kind of goes on in those interactions? For sure. Um, you know, uh, we were fortunate because we had a lot of the, you know, core guys uh, show up to the, you know, cause they, they call them optional workouts, but uh, the more players that are there, it's better for the team. So, um, you know, Anthony Davis was there a lot. You know, Drew Holiday even came the last couple of weeks leading up to it. It's very important because uh, not only for the chemistry, but just also for, for your personal benefits, uh, getting in shape and, and kind of uh, building on stuff so that you don't have to start from scratch when uh, training camp starts. So uh, a lot of people were there. Uh, we had mostly about everybody except about two players uh, show up. So uh, it was good, and everybody can get in the rhythm and the flow and, and get to know, uh, you know, the new players and, and kind of learn the system ahead of time. 
Yeah. So speaking of the system and kind of training camp, has it been, you know, more high energy since this team really wants to push the pace uh, this coming year? They were fat. They played fast last year. And then Gentry said he wants to take it up even further. How do you go about implementing that in training camp? What are some of the things you guys are all working on? Um, really working on pushing the ball. Uh, you know, that, that's been an emphasis uh, the last couple of days is to, uh, you know, really push the ball first and then kind of uh, settle down in the offense after you get in the half court. But it's really a big emphasis on, on getting that rebound, getting that defensive stop and really pushing the ball, putting pressure on the defense and not really allowing them to set up. And I think that's that's key, especially in a, a tough conference like the West. Um, you, you need all the possessions you can get. So I think uh, increasing our style of play, like increasing our pace allows us to have more opportunities at baskets, uh, easy looks. And um, just it gives us uh, more chances to to, to uh, score the basketball. Yeah, and with some of the offensive talent they had, more possessions definitely going to be a good thing here. What about on the other side of the ball? You know, th- this team struggled last year defensively to start, but steadily improved from the year. What have you seen from a guy like Darren Ehrman and the rest of this coaching staff uh, when it comes to the defensive side? Yeah, like I said, Coach Err, uh, he, he's been great. Uh, even, you know, he was chopping up film of, of pickup games uh, in, the, in, the, in the workouts leading up to training camp. So he's really serious about it, and uh, it just kind of rubs off on everybody. I think uh, they got some on the outside looking in. Uh, last year, I think they really picked up some momentum uh, when they really put a defensive showing on, on Portland, and I think that's kind of just carried over. Uh, even kind of made it tough for, for the Golden State Warriors at sometimes, uh, you know, in that second round. And I think that that's kind of carried over to, you know, training camp and to kind of what, what our identity is going to be this season is, uh, you know, yeah, we want to push and, and, and push the pace. But, you know, a lot of a lot of defense, a lot of offense starts with your defense. And uh, we've really been emphasizing that man, uh, with the breakdown and the drills that we're doing, just really, really detailed. And um, it's, it's been exciting because guys are, are picking it up fast and, uh and, uh, you know, like every day in film, you know, we take about like 20 minutes for that. That's the first thing that we do is watch film of defense and uh, just clean up those things. I think it's going to be very key. And uh, you can just tell the attention to detail and everybody is excited to do that. And you got two two uh, guys that were first team all NBA defense last year. So uh, I think the guys that we've added this year will, will even help that even more. So does that so just going against those guys and Drew Holiday and Anthony Davis and practice kind of push you to be a better player every day? You know, Drew Holiday okay. said immediately he wants to start, you know, making making the first team all defense a thing on the regular. So I think it's kind of mm-hmm. interesting that they really are hanging their hat on that this year. For sure. And uh I think it's good for everybody, man. Um, you know, uh with with the bigs going against A D, um, you know, you you're not gonna come across uh any greater length that in the NBA so if you can finish on him uh, you should be able to finish against other guys and for the guys on the perimeter uh, going at Drew um, and even Alfred Payton uh, you know really good defensively it, it just makes everybody better because um, the pressure that they put on, on, on that side of the floor um, it really it really makes you be sharp you know you have to be really sharp and, and uh, limit your mistakes if you want to have success and uh, you know that's what everybody's trying to do is, is have a good showing so uh you know, the intensity is, is definitely up because those guys are really good at defense. So it's not like it's a, a walking apart, you know, getting, getting a bucket or, or making the right play. So I think it just makes everybody better, honestly. 
Yeah, absolutely. So you've played with some basically just all-time great players in Kobe Bryant and, and Steve Nash. What have some of those? What have those guys kind of taught you that you're kind of bringing to this team here with this opportunity with the Pelicans? Um, just a, a competitive mindset, man, and um, and just really uh, and uh, having faith that you know you can you can you can do a lot of good things, man. If everybody in that locker room is on board and really believes, uh, you you. It's not really about what the outsiders think, and uh, I'm just kind of, kind of explaining that that you know we, the sky's the limit, man. Especially in the beginning of the season, anything is possible. Um, you know, that's one of the couple things that Kobe taught me. Um, that if you, as long as you put in the hard work and, and stay consistent and stay focused on the, on the task at hand, which is to be the best team that uh, be the best team possible uh, with the guys that we have around in that locker room, then um, and controlling what we can c- control it kind of translates to the on-court success. So that's one thing that I definitely learned from Kobe is just to really uh, pay attention to the, to the work, uh, put in the work, put in the work, and everything else will take take care of itself. But you have to come in with that high, like you said, high energy and high focus. And, uh, and those things down the line will, will definitely pay off. So do you see some of the similar traits in Anthony Davis from those guys? Yeah, in terms of, like I said, he was he was even at uh, voluntary workouts before. Not, not really, uh, you know, common around the league, especially in your, your franchise player to show up so early and be be involved in the process. Uh, that just, like, shows to him how he wants to keep exceeding and keep going and keep growing as a player, and it just rubs off on everybody. You know, if the big dog is there, like Drew Holiday came, and it just, you know, makes us all want to work even harder. Um, normally those workouts are for the newer guys or the younger guys. But like I said, we had a great showing, and it just kind of rubs off, you know, from top to bottom. And uh, I think you, you could tell that he want, he's coming into his own, and, and he's really believing that he's, uh, you know, probably you know one of the best players in, in the NBA. And I think he, he's shown that, and he's going to even go even farther this season. Yeah, it seems like he's kind of been on a mission with that. He was saying he wants to be the most dominant player in the league, and I think everyone truly believes he can really get there. So you've got an open competition for a number of roster spots. When you were looking to sign with a team going into training camp and everything, is that kind of the opportunity you wanted? How would you kind of approach uh, your decision-making to end up here? For sure. Um, you know, first I just have to thank God, you know, just for opening the, the door up for me, but – when you're when you're a player and you're looking in uh, making a roster, uh, you always look at the roster depth and you also look at the opportunity at each position. And uh, like you said, we have numerous competitions. And in my case, personally, you know, the point guard or guard position. Um, first, you know, we have roster spots open, so that's always a plus. And also, uh, you know, we have we have uh, we have needs at those positions, especially in my position, um, just to add a little bit of depth, a different look. Uh, to add to the team, uh, you know, kind of just that kind of was like me bringing my value to the team and, and them having an the opportunity to actually uh, utilize, uh, you know, the things that I bring was definitely a part of the decision process as opposed to going somewhere else. And, uh, you know, n- not as much opportunity is, uh, is guaranteed or even, even possible just based off roster spots and, and guaranteed contracts. But here um, it definitely – it definitely made sense, you know, um, definitely on the court. So uh, I just I thank God because the situation is, is pretty much perfect uh, for what you can ask for in this situation. So you said kind of your skill set being brought to this team. What is it you think you, you, you can do well here in New Orleans? Who are you looking to really play with? Things like that. 
Um, you know, I think just me being a you know bigger guard and and the way that we play on offense, you know, the guards are pretty interchangeable. Um, but you know, we can't ignore that a uh, really good passer, you know, uh, was on this team last year, and I think I bring that kind of that same skill set, um, the playmaking ability, being able to get my teammates involved, and also taking advantage of you know if the defense gives me my own shot. Uh, I think that that's key, and I think that's one of the things that they saw when I was working out is just my ability to do both and also defend, um, you know. So that's kind of like the NBA today. You have to be able to do a little bit of everything, um, even one through five. So I think it kind of translates well because we're playing, you know, kind of the new style of basketball uh, with the four out one in. And, uh, you know, I've been playing that in that offense, uh, you know, uh, with my time with the Houston Rockets uh, in the G League. And we kind of played the same offense, up-tempo. So I'm, I'm used to the offense. And, uh, you know, I actually played with Coach Gentry on the Clippers. Um, I had a couple 10 days with them. So um, I think me bringing, being able to bring that skill set is just a different look from the other guards um, that we have on our rosters. And they do other things, you know, exceptionally well. But, you know, just being unique, man, and just bringing value any way I can to the team is kind of my, uh, my goal. Yeah, I think we kind of heard that echoed throughout Media Day, too, that players in this situation here are really being unselfish and just doing whatever it takes. And I think with your size, too, that's really important on the defensive side because they tend to switch a lot and want, you know, I've heard Ehrman say it a number of times, positional versatility. And that's, like you said, just big in the modern NBA right now. Yeah, it is. Just uh, the way that the the style of players headed. Uh, You know, you you look at the top teams – Golden State, they're switching one through four with Draymond. It makes it very tough. And I think teams have seen their success and uh, have started to try to or- incorporate that system in. And in our case, we have big, big that can guard the ball. And uh, my job as a guard is, you know, you know, I'm not super small. I'm not super big, but uh, I'm, I'm big enough to be able to guard a four uh, on the perimeter and uh, make it tough for them. So I think it's uh, very key to just be able to have that flexibility um, one through four, uh, no matter who's on the court. Like, you know, me and Drew can switch at any time. Me and Darius Miller, me, uh, you know, Julius Randle. I think that just depending on the play and the personnel uh, definitely gives uh, flexibility to the defensive coordinator to be able to throw different lineups out there and not worried about any mismatches. No, I think you said that perfectly, and most Pelicans fans are pretty familiar with this now, so it's awesome to hear that that's kind of still how they're going to be playing this season. So I want to switch gears just a moment here for two different things, um, and then I'll let you go. And that's So you played in China last year. I'm just kind of curious. What's it like going to play overseas? You know, I don't don't know Uh, if you speak the language. How does that kind of work? You know, it's a little intriguing. Yeah, ni hao. That's like the only thing I remember. That means hello. In Chinese. Uh, <laughs> so you pick something up. Uh, ni hao. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that was my first experience overseas uh, since coming out of college, my professional career. Uh, definitely a culture shock. Um, me, I happen to be actually in one of like uh, Chinese, like one of the China like hometowns. Like, so it really wasn't a foreign city uh, where a lot of foreigners are, like a Hong okay. Kong or, or Beijing. So I was actually in the heart of a, like a real city. So you're kind of immersed and, uh, in everything. Yeah, so like a lot, a lot of people spoke English. They always speak uh, Mandarin, and um, you know it was kind of tough. I have a translator with me, but it definitely was good uh, in terms of uh, putting everything in perspective. It gave me a different look on things, uh, and, and actually appreciate the basketball here in the NBA. Um, don't get me wrong; the China League is growing, it's up and coming, and the pay as well. 
but it's just nothing like, you know, being a hometown kid and having uh, NBA dreams and, and coming back. But uh, it definitely was a, a great experience uh, to see how they're playing basketball and how they're trying to catch up to what's going on here. And they, they really invest in it. Uh, and they're working really hard to try to get to that level. And that's why they bring bring us over there to kind of teach them and, and kind of help them do uh, show them some things on 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 and off the court. But uh, definitely culture shock, uh, not being able to walk <laughs> outside and nobody nobody speaks nobody speaks your language, and they kind of look at you a little weird because you're tall and different skin color. But it is it, it was a great experience, man. I I, I wouldn't take it back. Well, I'm glad it was a good experience. I'm happy you're here in New Orleans right now. And so one of the reasons I wanted to reach out to you for this interview is you and I both went to the same high school, Windward, which is a small private school in West Los Angeles. And normally you don't meet someone else that kind of went there when you're not outside of L.A. necessarily. So I grad, you were after me. I graduated in 04. But did you, and I know you won a state title there with Windward. Did you actually guarantee that you were going to lead them to a state title before that all happened? Yes, my freshman year, uh, you know, being young and just really ambitious, I was joking around with our athletic director, uh, Coach D. Smith. First, I was telling him I'm going to be able to dunk. I couldn't even touch the net yet. I was like 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, and, and he was like, okay, we'll see, we'll see. And then, uh, you know, my sophomore year, I was like, you know, we weren't the best team still. But I told him, I was like, well, before I leave here, we're going to win a state championship. And uh, I just had that vision. And because I had that, I had to work even harder. And it came – came true my last year uh, we finally won the first uh, the first championship CIF and then we went on to go state I think I was state player of the year that year so everything worked out uh, I was able to talk up my big talk <laughs> you, you, you managed to <laughs> you back know. it up right that's the key yeah there. I managed to back it up L- luckily you know what I mean being a little kid you don't know you don't know what you're saying you're just saying stuff but uh, uh thank god I was able to back that up though because uh, a lot of people were holding me to it <laughs> so uh, it came through <laughs> It came through my, my senior year. And, yeah, shout-out to the Wildcats, man, Windward Wildcats. Uh, actually, it, it, it is really crazy that you bring that up because Drew Holiday. That, that was Hall. my next question. I was going to ask if you played yeah. against him in high school. Yes, we were like, you know, that was like our like our uh, our rivals, actually, in our league. Uh, we didn't have that many people, uh, good schools in the league, but him and his brother was there, and his brother ended up going to college. And he was still there. We we've been going at it since sophomore year, man. They uh they beat me up pretty good, but they made me better, man. Uh, <laughs> a lot of respect. A lot of respect was earned um, on both sides, man. To those battles in the, in the private school, private school league, man. And uh, for us to be here, and, and me being on his team, and uh, being the NBA, um, you know, coming from a small, like you said, a small private school league like that, uh, it, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, it, it was funny. You were on the Lakers a number of years ago, and I was at yeah. the game, and you were playing down here, and I was excited to see you with the Windward connection and everything, even though we didn't yeah. know each other. And it was funny because I randomly ran into just walking around the Smoothie King Center, another guy who went to Windward, and there's like three people in one place, and like the graduating classes have like 70 kids, and no one lives in New Orleans, so it's like small world with everything. Exactly. So it was kind of funny. No, man, very funny because, like, if, if people knew how many people actually graduate, then they would see how those numbers are, are pretty astronomical for uh, three people. Just be, three uh, people, which field. isn't a big amount, right? <laughs> yeah. In one place yeah. for, like, one event and right. just all randomly there, kind of. So. And, and, it's, and it's out of town. We're all the way in New Orleans, like, all the way from L.A. to New Orleans. It's like, that's very random. Man. Yeah. I remember that game, too. 
<laughs> so well that's good see we both got memories now with all of that so yeah. Darius I'm gonna let you go I know you guys have a day off um, this is airing on Friday today before traveling up to Chicago and everything so good luck in the first game okay. we're gonna be rooting for you and thank you so much for the thank time you. oh thank you so much man thank you for having me and considering me for it and uh, hopefully we catch up again so there you have it, the interview with Darius Moore. Some great insight into what's going on with this Pelicans team training camp. Always nice to hear AD showing up is not necessarily the norm with other teams, things like that, getting your best player in there, organizing these team workouts with the majority of players. So very cool to see. And of course, the high school connection. Go Windward Wildcats. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Pelicans. Enjoy the game on Sunday. And thank you very much to my guest Darius Morris, guard with your New Orleans Pelicans, for coming on and talking a little bit of basketball with me. Enjoy the game on Sunday. And as always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all on Monday.